Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Number one for the one and only DNVR. Two girls out to Zach May, Sake, and the bar. Three for Mr. B in that old trophy case. Number four still waiting for. Well, bring on the chase. Out on the field, mile high, Broncos win is our desire. Couple with Breck, brew and a friend bleed orange and blue to the bitter end. Come and join us, DDNVR. We are DNVR. We are DNVR. We are live from Studio A here at the DNVR bar. And the A today stands for available. Superstar. Oh, sign me up. Available superstar. We'll get to that in just a second. But first, a shout out to our friends over at MSU Denver Online, a longtime presenting sponsor of the show. They don't get enough credit for how long they have yes. been riding with us as the presenting sponsor. They love the show. Um, they love the support from the DNVR fam. Uh, and they love seeing you guys apply over at MSU Denver. So check them out. Uh, 750 total classes, 45 plus online and hybrid programs. And as you guys know, there is absolutely no better place to further your education. If you're looking to work a full-time job at the same time, MSU Denver students work twice as many hours as students attending any other college institution. Check them out. msudenver.edu slash online. My boys, what is going on? So pumped to be rolling with the three of us today. Ah, yes, I love it. And we have an interesting conversation today. And, and why I think this is interesting is like one thing that I love about this show is that if people are talking about something, we can just talk, we can instantly pivot and that's what we're talking about. Yep. And that's what's happening today is of course the news comes out. Maybe I should have thrown to Zach and sports for this one, but I'm <laughs> on a roll. Um, the news comes out that Debo Samuel is requesting a trade from the San Francisco 49ers and this has been something that's been kind of like bubbling for a little while and it finally bubbles over. Uh, last night, it was like his brother on Facebook telling people they're going to request a trade. <laughs> then this morning, it becomes actual news. I think it was, was it Jeff Darlington or yep. Jeff Darlington. Yeah, Jeff Darlington has the news. Debo Samuel is requesting a trade. And like I said, I love that we can just instantly be like, oh, this is what's happening on Twitter. This is what people are talking about in Broncos country. So let's talk about it. And obviously, the question is if Debo Samuel is available for trade, should the Denver Broncos 
be in on it. Zach, I'll start with you. Absolutely. 100%. There's no questions asked about this. George Payton should be getting his personnel group together right now talking about what they're willing to give up. Bring Nathaniel Hackett in here. Bring Justin Outen in that room. And then he should be putting in a call later this afternoon to John Lynch to pry Debo away from the 49ers. No way. Mm, love no this. Way. Love this. No way. All right. It's, Let's hear it. Wide receiver. Look, it's a dependent position ultimately. Like, yes, Debo can do a few more things, but you're probably going to have to pay him Tyreek Hill type of money. Mm. And the other thing is, you're trading for him great. What are you trading for? You don't have, right now, in terms of draft capital, and the 49ers would like a first round pick, you don't have a first round pick for the next two years. Yep. So, I mean, I think the other thing is, in in a vacuum, may in theory, maybe it sounds interesting, but the practicality of it, what you're going to give up your first round pick in 2024, and I don't think the 49ers want that. I think this is DOA. So that is what my whole question boils down to: is what is the price of the trade? We know what the wide receiver market looks like now. Now it's a little different for Debo because he's not only a wide receiver, um, which might get him more money. Or, you know, uh, a contract negotiator could say, well, that's more tread on the tires, all those carries you're getting. We don't like that, so we're actually going to pay you less money. Good luck. Um, but my question is, what does it cost? Because that's that's going to give you your answer. First of all, you're probably going to get rid of one of your wide receiver contracts, right? Yep. Um, so in the trade, you'd like to send them Cortland Sutton or Tim Patrick – the only thing is, I think because you don't have that first round pick, you might have to give them something super valuable that's young and cheap, which would be Jerry Judy. So you're going to give Jerry Judy, but the problem with that is now you would have three massive wide receiver contracts on the team. So maybe it's like a three team trade or something where you're sending Cortland Sutton somewhere, but you don't want to. Would you want to trade Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy? Ideally not, but that I think this is easy of who you're trading. Cortland Sutton is the center of this deal. Now, it's not just going to be Cortland Sutton for Debo Samuel, but look, what have we said about Tim Patrick? He's like a, a, a Cortland Sutton light, and his contract reflects that. Now, not a total light, just, just a little bit less of a Cortland Sutton. So you trade Cortland Sutton. He also is your biggest contract that you have, so you offload that. But look, the 49ers, they're willing to pay Debo Samuel at least up to a point, so they'll be willing to pay Cortland Sutton $15 million. They get a good receiver back for him. The Broncos free up about $15 million. So when you talk about paying Debo $30 million, it's just $15 million more than Cortland Sutton. It's not $30 million in new money, but you're right, Ryan. You do have to trade either Cortland Sutton or Tim Patrick. It can't be Jerry Judy because you can't have all three of those guys. And then you have Tim Patrick as as an outside guy. You have Jerry Judy as the masterful uh, route runner. So you have the the big tall guy and Tim Patrick, the route runner and Jerry Judy, and then you add the Debo, the the freak, the <laughs> weapon all over the field. I don't know how you can just shut the idea of that down right away. Why would the 49ers take that? Well, so oh, no, 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 what no, I was no, going to no, ask yeah. you is what else? That's the starting yeah. piece. Um, what what else do they want? Um, is it is it picks? I would do picks. I'm not sure George Payton would do picks, and obviously, I think it would be have to be more recent picks. You don't have a second round pick next year. Maybe 64 and a third. If that would do it, absolutely. If you're talking players. 
Draymond Jones, he, he's a guy who we talked to yesterday. He is a very, potentially very valuable piece. Uh, I mean, what would it take to get done? Because I, I'm willing to talk about it. Now, if it's talking Pat Sertan, obviously not. Uh, this isn't a quarterback where Pat Sertan was on the table for me with Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. He's not on the table here. But Draymond Jones, Cortland Sutton, look, the 49ers, they don't have all the leverage anymore. Uh, they, they have lost some since this news has got out. So they may not get a, ve- a fair value, especially because the team taking on Debo Samuel knows they have to pay him. The 49ers have lost a lot of momentum here. They've lost momentum, but at the same time, the Chiefs lost momentum when it word got out that Tyreek Hill was sitting seeking a quick trade. It didn't keep them from getting. They didn't get a first round pick. They didn't, they didn't get a they, they massive got, haul. To they, me, they got I think they haul. lost they, on that. They trade. got a good haul for a, a play, haul. for a player who's older. But don't you think Cortland Sutton and Draymond Jones is a good haul? Yeah. If it, I'm the it, 49ers, I'm like, if you don't, if you don't have a first round pick, we're not making this deal. You know, and that's, uh, but that's not yeah. the question. Is would the 49ers make the deal? The question is, should the Broncos be trying to make a deal? And Knowing what we know of George Payton, the answer would be yes. He says, we're going to be in on every deal. And so all you can do is put together what you think is a good offer, and a good offer for the Denver Broncos, but also one that you believe is fair value, and send it over. And so my my answer to this is yes. Should you be in on it? Should you be interested in it? Of course. You want to find out what the market says. You want to If you go to them and you say, hey, we'll give you Cortland Sutton and Draymond Jones, I love that deal for the Broncos. Um, and they say... Sorry, we've got someone willing to pay two firsts. You say, great. Thanks, thanks for answering yeah, the call. Yeah, we'll talk okay. to you guys later. The Chiefs did get a first-round pick, by the way, for Hill. First, second, and fourth. First, second, and fourth. End of the first, right? Yeah, but a first okay. round. Sure. It's, yeah. Okay. And look, in any Broncos pick you're talking about, even in 2024, you're hoping it's the end of the first. For sure. Mm-hmm. So, I guess my thing is what it has been all along is – you're now in a Super Bowl window. You should be making any move possible to do so. Um, and if you were able to put Cortland Sutton in this, in this deal, it is the difference of $15 million. Um, it maybe You know, if he's getting ty- full-on Tyree Kill money, I think there's a difference between Tyree Kill and um, Debo Samuel, but not a huge one. So maybe it's 25, 26, 27. Um, that's, a, that's an upgrade of $12 million a year for a player who I feel like we should remember carried – the San Francisco 49ers to the NFC Championship game. You know, he was their offense. He was their big play guy. He was their important guy. So I think you should absolutely be interested. I'm not married um, to the current wide receiver core. Wow. Though it is just fine. You know what I mean? If you don't make this deal, I'm not saying, what are you doing? You have a need at wide receiver. I'm just saying, yeah, you should definitely make the call and find out what the price is. Right, exactly. And with Debo, he is a guy. I'm not for paying great wide receivers. I don't like that. I am for paying elite wide receivers and elite players all across the board. You can't let elite players go, but you also can't play great player, pay great players elite money. Debo Samuel last year was. 100% elite. Like you said, he not just had the stats, but he carried the 49ers. In terms of the stats, he absolutely had the stats. He had the third most yards from scrimmage last year in the entire NFL. Only Jonathan Taylor uh, and Cooper Cup had more. He had 1,400 receiving yards. He had the most, uh, the, the highest yards per reception at 18.2. It's almost 20 yards per reception. And he had 77 receptions. And then also he ran for 365 yards. This is a guy that can do it all, and he is an elite weapon. Tyreek Hill, uh, one of the things that the Chiefs did wrong was they let a very rare skill set go, and that's where they really messed up. 
The same thing for Debo Samuel. He is a very rare skill set. Yeah, I mean, for me, I actually am starting to think Debo is underrated just based on the way that I'm seeing people talk about him, the way that you just framed it. I mean, Jonathan Taylor, obviously a freak running back. You take him out of this conversation because it's a totally different position. Right there next to Cooper Cup, who won the Triple Crown in receiving last year. You know, he did everything for the Super Bowl champion. And Debo did everything on offense for the San Francisco 49ers, who made it all the way to the NFC Championship game. So I think Debo is being underrated, which is weird because if you go back and just read Twitter during those 49ers playoff games, you would see people being like, oh my God, this guy's a different beast. He's a different animal. You can't right. stop him. You know, um, I forget what game it was or who they were playing, but they went to Debo on like the most important play of the game. He converted and everyone's just like, this guy's just a different animal. He's, he's a different beast now that we've gotten away from it a little bit people are forgetting just what a difference maker he is in game and obviously russell wilson likes to press the ball downfield now debo does a lot after the catch but he's also a downfield weapon big time the way that you just described 18 yards per reception or whatever it was so to me you absolutely try on this he is that good um he is that much of a difference maker and if you can't make it work because you don't have first round picks well you got Russell Wilson, so you know you can't complain too much. And so one of the knocks on Debo is he's played in three seasons. His first year as a rookie, he had 800 receiving yards, 159 rushing yards, just under 1,000 yards from scrimmage. But for a rookie, that is pretty darn good. His next year, he only played in seven games, so he was hurt. And then last year was his third year in the league. So you could say, well, what about injuries? What about touching the ball too much? Last year, he only touched the ball, and I shouldn't say only, but 136 times. We're not talking about a running back who's touching the ball 350 times and he could get worn down after two seasons. He still has tread on his tires, and also, he's 26 years old. So you'd be paying him, what, a four-year deal? Isn't that what Tyreek got? Was it four years, $120 million? Yeah. So you'd be paying him a four-year deal that would be expiring right as he's 30 years old. So in terms of, and that's a difference between Tyreek. Tyreek is just about to be 30 years old where you do worry about the drop-off. And I think, Mace, you mentioned that with Tyreek. What's the mm -hmm. drop-off look like when he's 31, 32? You wouldn't have to worry about that with Debo. In that window, though, you have to worry about playing, paying Russell Wilson, though. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yep. Yeah. Um, but if you, get, if you have Cortland off the books, then it changes things. If they take him. And that's the thing. I don't know. I don't, the 49ers is an organization philosophically don't believe in paying receivers big money. And that's where I think this impasse is coming from. Debo wants to reach Tyreek Hill type Tyreek Hill money. He, heck, I mean, the guy who maybe reset the market was Christian Kirk. Yep. When you look, everyone oh, should be mad at the Jags. Yes, <laughs> yeah. they, they probably, they, they probably should because every, you look at that contract and I mean, even though it's a relatively benign cap figure for this year, when you start doing the average an annual value of, $18 million a year for a possession number three receiver. Like, whoa, if he's worth that, what am I worth? That's the universe we've been living in in the last, in the last six weeks. Yep. And I mean, I, I'm not going to begrudge Debo for seeking this money. I just, in general, when you look also at the history of massive cap expenditures for wide receivers, the teams that have the most tied up in individual receiver, the results aren't all that great. For sure. I'd, I don't understand what the 49ers are doing. It's like, are you in a Super Bowl window or not? Because I think maybe they outperformed their own expectations last year. But that should have told you, okay, we're still ready to go, so let's move forward. 
Um, obviously, last year they draft a first-round quarterback uh, with the idea of, I think, kicking the can down the road. Then they go to the NFC Championship game. Now you're going back and you're going to say, okay, we're going to trade away our best player for another pick. Like, what do you? What's the end game here? You're just going to keep kicking the can down the road. Also, isn't Debo the perfect safety net for Trey Lance this year? Of course, to help him develop. If Trey's having a tough game, then the way you can get him in a rhythm is by just doing uh, screens to Debo and just getting him going, doing easy things, and then he's Drags. someone that can take so much pressure off Trey. So to me, and especially you can afford to pay a wide receiver if you're the 49ers right now because you have that cost control quarterback, and pretty much you could pay. Debo to be cost controlled, uh, or you could pay him big money while Trey Lance is cost controlled. Yeah, you think they just regard what they did as a fluke run? I mean, probably like the pat like the Packer game, for example. I mean, they won that on special teams. Yep. So I mean, I, I think maybe they just they look at last year and say it was nice, it was memorable, but ultimately unsustainable. And I think they're probably right about that, but. I agree with what Zach just said in the sense of what do you you're trying to develop Trey Lance and then you're going to take away his best weapon by like not just like a little bit by every measure. I mean if if they were the funny thing is if they were in a window to pay a wide receiver it's right now when you have a cross control right. quarterback for the next 4 years ideally. But yet they don't seem to be willing it's it's curious how they're still not willing to hand the baton to Trey Lance. Very curious. It's Which also, tells you that maybe something is amiss in his development. And maybe Debo is looking at Trey Lance and saying, this guy ain't it. I got to get out of <laughs> yeah. here. It's also so weird why the 49ers would draft Debo in the second round. And then he's developed into a way better player than anyone could have thought. And just they're willing to move on three years in. Or, or maybe not they don't want to move on because clearly Debo is the one requesting this. But they're not willing to pay him the $30 million. And there was a report that came out today. Uh, I don't remember who it was from. I think Rappaport. He said that this is not about money. It's moved beyond that for, for, for Debo. To me, if he were to get $30 million from the 49ers, I think he would be staying and he would take away that trade demand. So well, money can solve a lot of things. It also, though, sometimes is it becomes personal in these negotiations. Right. Um, and some players just don't handle that as well. Obviously, we remember John, you know, John L.A. Von Miller. Yep. It became personal. We had, you know, crop gate, um, <laughs> Von's cropping John L.A. out of photos. And, you know, it, it was this big thing. And I remember... There was reports Vaughn's really hurt by just the way that he's been treated in these negotiations. And to Vaughn's credit, signed on the dotted line, it's all in the past, baby. <laughs> yeah. I love John Elway. He's a legend. Um, and, and, you know, that happens sometimes. Other times, you know, you sit in a room and one side, Debo side, is telling you, this is how valuable we are. Look at this. We, you rode us all the way to the <laughs> NFC Championship. Game. Excuse me. And the other side has no other place to go but to say no. You're actually not that valuable. Right. Look at this metric and this metric that yep. we have that show you're not actually as good as you think you are. Yep. And some guys just don't handle that right. well. Right. You know, it's why it, it's this is even more um, prevalent in baseball where you go to arbitration and there's literally a court case where you get to say, I'm great, and they have to say, no, you suck. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, every, usually teams settle before that happens because they just know you can't move past that. Yep. Um, so, you know, if you sat down with your girlfriend – and she was telling you all the reasons why you, why she thinks you should put a ring on it. And you, instead of saying, like, you're right, I completely agree, it's coming. If you were to say, like, well, 
there's you know uh the dishes you know and your cooking is kind of subpar and um this that and the other thing good luck later that night it's over yeah. you're done <laughs> yeah. you know so mm-hmm. it's not as uh as simple as it seems to do these contract negotiations and a lot of guys um come out of this saying I don't like these guys anymore. Mm. I don't want to play here anymore. And I think that's probably the case here. Yeah, it, it, it probably is. And uh, uh, again, just like with Vaughn, money can solve that. But you would think this would be a big eye-opener for the 49ers to say, okay, what's the number? I think his Debo's brother, when he put it out on Facebook last night, I think he was saying $25 million. I think I saw that. Uh, if it's $25 million, sign up right now. Before tomorrow, it's $30 million. Before it's $31 million. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I think there's a lot going on here. And what's crazy is there was a time in the NFL where things like this didn't result in the player moving. And it was just, oh, it was, you know, just hubbub and, you know, it stirs the pot for a minute and then he's back. The player empowerment era has come to the NFL. Right. Now the we're the in NBA a... was on the leading edge of this. And as it's helped the Broncos this year, someday it's going to bite them. Yeah, it always that's eventually it will come. It will it will work against him just as it worked for him this offseason. Someone in the comments said, "Is Allie going to take that from RK?" <laughs> I would never say that. She's <laughs> ten out of ten across the board. There we go, smart man right there. Uh, and especially Mace, that comes when you have to pay a quarterback and you don't have unlimited money because you're paying a quarterback fifty million dollars. And the Broncos thankfully are finally in that spot where they're going to have to pay a quarterback when we talk about these numbers uh when you have a quarterback for a long time you're thinking oh my gosh i don't want to pay him 50 when you don't have a quarterback for a long time you wait for the day when you can pay a quarterback 40 50 million dollars it's why the dream is still to develop your own quarterback because you get that window at the start because like for example the chargers are in that window they're in year three of the five-year window with justin herbert and that's why uh, you've seen even some buzz that, oh, maybe they get in the Debo Samuel sweepstakes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I, I guess a couple last points on this. One, the number one thing you can't have is him going to Kansas City. Uh, just yep. you cannot allow that to happen. Or, uh, or the yeah. Chargers. I think the Chargers would be just as bad. Both. Almost. Yeah. Almost just as bad. I know you don't believe. You, you, you've got to be proven that the Chargers aren't going to charger it. And I get that, yep. but you don't chi- want them to get him. The, so. Yeah, uh, you know the chief. The Chiefs didn't make a Super Bowl for what forty nine years, and then eventually they did, and they went right back. I mean, of course, some everything is true until it's until not. Until it's not. Yeah, you don't want. I mean, you don't want to go to the Raiders <laughs> either. You don't want him going in the AFC West. So do whatever you have to do <laughs> to make sure that, like, if you just have to call up and raise the price erroneously. <laughs> Then just do it. Call and be like, yeah, we'll actually give you all of our picks this year. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) And on top of that, all of the AFC West teams do have a little advantage in getting Debo. They'd be trading him outside of the conference. Right, totally. I'm terrified of that. (laughs) Yeah. But here's my other thing is we've seen what Debo can do with Jimmy Garoppolo. (laughs) What could he do with Russell Wilson? Mm -hmm. I mean, for real. Like, we've seen what Russ can do with Tyler Lockett, um, who's kind of – a niche player, um, DK Metcalf, who's kind of the same. Like, what what could he do with Debo? And what could Debo do with Russ? And on the same side, what could Debo do with Patrick Mahomes or Derek Carr yeah. or, you know, uh, Justin Herbert? You do not want him in the division. You do want him on your team. You hope 
that if it's not going to be on your team, it's also not going to be in the division. Exactly, exactly. You really hope that's the case. And a quick little update. The last like on Instagram Uh that Debo Samuel had was he liked a photo of him in a Dallas Cowboys uniform with the caption, man, you look awesome wearing blue and silver with that star on your helmet. I feel like everyone likes posts about them going to the Cowboys. Yeah, I think I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We probably had a Von Miller one with that yep. back in 2016. Totally. Um, that would be, a, I mean, be a hell of a way to replace Amari Cooper. It really would be, yes. And that would be fine with me. Mm-hmm. Just not here. Not, not in the AFC not West. In our, <laughs> not in the AFC, period. I mean, I don't want to – I don't want to see him pop up in Cincinnati. I don't want to see him pop up in Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Baltimore would be a nightmare. This is the yeah. thing, though. You start going through all these players and you're, or all these teams, and you're just like, oh, you don't want him right. there. You don't right. want him there. Right. And it's like, how can the 49ers not look at that and be like, oh, we do want him here? And that's, <laughs> and that's another thing from the Broncos' perspective. If you look around and say you don't want your division rivals to have this guy, that to me says, okay, maybe you don't, you don't go all in for him and say here's Pat Sertan for him, but you say – we got to at least have a seat at the table, right? And we at least have to make a call because if I don't want you to have him, that means I should probably want him in some capacity. Absolutely. Do what you, you know, do what your opponents yep. don't want you to do. Yep. If we don't want them to have him, they definitely don't <laughs> yeah. want us to have him. Yep. Wait, why don't we want him to have him? Oh, because he's really good? Well, then we should think about having him. Totally. 100%. Uh, speaking of things that are really good, coming down here to the DNVR bar and watching games. Uh, got Avs tonight. Avs cracking, I believe, mm-hmm. is what we're looking at tonight. Marshawn Lynch is cracking. Yes, yes. Um, which is sad because I still have a video saved in my phone of Marshawn Lynch skating around in an abs uh, sweater. <laughs> so maybe he's pulling for the abs tonight. Maybe. Uh, probably not, though. Uh, he's got skin in the game now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I wish he was, you know, part of the abs ownership. It would be way cooler. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, yeah, abs cracking tonight. Of course, Nuggets Warriors. Game three tomorrow. Got to get on the board. Big game. Last chance Big to keep it alive. I think, I think they get it done. Uh, it should be confidence. a blast here. Down at the DNVR bar, there's no way the Warriors are shooting like that on the road. That's what I keep telling myself. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Those are famous last words, potentially. Yeah, they're, they seem like the old Warriors again. I feel like the Nuggets are going to have like some, I don't know, like the league is going to hate them because they, they created this monster in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, when they when the Warriors won their first series. A decade ago. I, I just hope we don't breathe new life into it. <laughs> I so agree. And if you want to win $150, regardless of who wins tomorrow night's game, bet $5 on the Nuggets. I guess you could do it on the Warriors too, but bet it on the Nuggets and you'll get $150 in your DraftKings account instantly. Doesn't matter who wins. That's why you can bet on the Nuggets. Get better odds. I think they're plus 105 over at DraftKings right now. And get in on playoff basketball because also you want to start your account with $150 for when the Avs start the playoffs in just over a week. And you can do that by getting $5 into any NBA playoff game in this first round. $150 in your account. And also DraftKings is giving you a risk-free bet up to $10 for each day of the first round so get in on that as well and the awesome thing about DraftKings is every single day 
they're giving you new odds boosts, which make it so much fun. So head to the App Store now, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app, app now, and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get this $150 in free bets offer. That's code DNVR over at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. If you win $150, you can spend some of that on beer. If you come on down to the DNVR bar, you can get the Breck Brews. And if you're a member, get the big beer for the price of a small beer. But name some place in the country right now for me. Um, we're going to go with Dover, Delaware. Dover, mm. Delaware. All right. I'm going on to the Breckenridge Beer website at breckbrew.com. And we're going to look up where to find Breckenridge Brews. 125 results. When you type in Dover, Delaware, you may be saying, you guys ever see Wayne's World? Oh, uh, Yes. Hi, I'm in Delaware. (laughs) But you might say that with a little more vim and vigor and pep because you can get some of those delicious Breckenridge brews in Delaware and pretty much anywhere you go in the country. If you want a taste of Colorado, wherever you are in this land, go to the Breck Beer Locator. It's at breckbrew.com. That's their website. And you'll be able to find out where you can get those strawberry skies, those vanilla porters, whatever you pre- avalanche ale, whatever you prefer from Breck Brew, you're probably going to find it somewhere nearby. If you want to find that, I'll check out the Breck Beer locator at breckbrew.com. I wonder if we have any listeners in Dover, Delaware. Probably. Let us know. I'd say so. Let us know if you're coming in <laughs> from Dover, Delaware. What do you think of when you think of Dover, Delaware? You know, I, I used to think that Delaware was just like a social construct, not a real place. Um, I but still I ha- well, I have driven through it now. It's very mm. big in the financial industry because of their tax laws. Ah, yeah, a lot of there are a lot of there are a lot of corporate headquarters for tax reasons in Delaware. I'm sure there's yeah. like stuff like that in Rhode Island too. I've yet to see Rhode Island in person. <laughs> Not convinced it's a real. Place. Well, maybe you have drove through there. You just didn't realize it was so quick. It's possible, yeah. but well, it's, it's, Delaware itself is like three exits it, it, anyway. <laughs> um, so I have seen it, and I just think of like the what that the place i've driven by which is mm-hmm. looks very um i don't know our I don't president's want to insul- from delaware I, ins- <laughs> yeah. I mean we have a sitting president from delaware potentially maybe maybe what do you mean potentially the, the current president we, is from we delaware. can't be sure if you're tuning in live from dover delaware hit us with a comment say hello also hit us with a thumbs up if you're on youtube if you're on twitter jump over to youtube it's better for us it's better stream for you and also the comment section is pop in there hit us with a subscribe and turn on alerts so you know when we're going live anytime any broncos players from delaware all time uh was joe flacco from there or did he just go to college he there? went to delaware i think he's from he's from philly okay where was uh where was steve watson from remember him yes yeah i have no he idea went, where he went from, to temple though. like brandon mcmanus uh there steve watson <laughs> he went to high school at saint mark's high school in wilmington delaware allegedly How about that <laughs> allegedly what do you mean allegedly <laughs> He allegedly went to high school in Delaware. Oh my gosh! We just can't be sure. We just can't. So maybe be sure. I guess he's probably the best. What are you from Delaware? Are you Delaware N, Delawareite, Delawarean? Delawarean. Yeah. So he's probably Steve Watson's probably the best Delawarean in Bronco history. There you go. How about that. How about that? Here, here's the reason why Broncos fans would not like Debo Samuel. He had the most drops in the NFL last season at 12. Oh. And we know. How many times was he Broncos targeted, though? What was his drop rate? handle drops. No, they cannot handle drops. I believe he had like 125 targets. So that's about 
that that's based. Well, hundred one twenty five targets. It's a little under ten percent. Yeah, right. Like nine. That's a lot. It's not KJ Hamler level. I mean, KJ yeah. Hamler's got about got about twenty percent. Right, but you think you're trying to get your the ball in his hands ten times a game. He drops one of them. He drops one of them. You yeah. know who had a high drop rate back in the day? Wes Welker. Yes. Mm. As did uh, Jerry Rice in his first, first couple year. seasons. Yes. Mm. Um, so it's not Steve the end of the young. world. It's not the end of the world, but um, it's definitely something that would drive Broncos fans insane. Oh, I can yeah. already hear. How could you pay him all this yeah. money? All he does is drop it. <laughs> yeah, mm. As he's also destroying defenders yeah, left and right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. As it relates to Debo, I guess we can kind of circle back around, but where's the worst place for him to go? It is KC. In, in my mind, it, it is KC because what did we say, or what specifically did I say? Kansas City really messed up trading Tyreek Hill, a player that cannot be replaced. Now, Debo would not be replacing Tyreek Hill, but he would be adding more to that offense than Tyreek brought. What Tyreek brought to that offense was incredible speed that could not be matched, but Debo would be adding this element that is pretty much unmatched any, anywhere else in terms of being able to be all over the field. And you also, when you talk about uh, Debo, and we are having this conversation in the office before the pod started, Debo is a guy where if he goes to the wrong system, he's not going to look nearly as good. If he goes to the right offensive mind, oh my gosh, it's going to be bad. And while Kyle Shanahan is fantastic, I think Andy Reid with a guy like Debo would be even better. So I think we could see even a new version of Debo unlocked. And maybe that's where you'd give the slight edge to Kansas City over the Chargers as the place you didn't want him to go because you give the advantage to Andy Reid over Joe Lombardi running the Chargers offense. And would everyone in the league agree with this? Other than their, if they take out who their own division is, no one wants them coming to their division. Right. But would everyone in the league say uh, the last place we want to see him is Kansas City? Yeah. I think I think so. If you took away, you know, the the Steelers don't want to see him on the Ravens more right. than they don't right. want to see him right. on the Chiefs. But if right. we were just talking about like the biggest hurdle, you know, if you're trying to get to a Super Bowl, obviously Patrick Mahomes is damn near a lock to get to the championship game every year. If you add Debo to that team, especially after taking away Tyreek, which we think will set them back quite a bit on offense, mm -hmm. if you were able to make that replacement, then you have to find all new ways to defend them. It might actually encourage them to run the ball once in a while. Right. Um, they're paying all that money to a guy who was capable of it. Um, that's yeah. That's that's the number one scary. I feel like it, throughout the NFL, maybe it's just because I'm so close to the AFC West, mm -hmm. but throughout the NFL, in the draft when the Chiefs got Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Everyone was saying, don't let Clyde slide to the Chiefs. Now, that was an unproven don't guy. Mm -hmm. hey, don't let Clyde slide. Now, it appears to be okay that everyone let Clyde slide. Maybe it was but, just like a trick to trick the Chiefs into drafting right, him. Right, into, into drafting him. But that was kind of like everyone saying, oh, the Chiefs can't get another weapon. They can't get this guy. Now, that was an unproven guy who didn't turn out to be as scary as people thought. Debo's not unproven. He's the opposite of that. He's very proven in what he can do. And so now I think it is the same thing, is don't let the Chiefs of all people get that weapon. Yeah. What's crazy about the whole Edwards-Hilaire thing is, like, even when the Chiefs had prime Kareem Hunt, it was still every time they handed the ball off, they were doing you a favor. Right. <laughs> yeah, like, Vance really Joseph true. said it himself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, we want them to run the ball as much as they can. Yeah. Um, and... To be fair, they lost Kareem Hunt. They stopped running the ball. Um, Clyde Edwards-Lair Edwards puts absolutely zero fear in my heart at all. 
uh, and you know it's been a, it's been a net positive that they drafted him. I mean, that's what the trade essentially the offseason trade of Tyree Kill for Debo would do is it make them more balanced, which in the long run would probably be a good thing for the Chiefs. Yep. But it would make them a little less dangerous. Debo is still really dangerous, but he's a guy that is is going to instill fear in your your linebackers instead of instilling fear in your secondary that he's going to take the top off of them every single play. And as I say that, you know, you realize he led the league in 18.2 yards per reception. Mm -hmm. But those are more, I would imagine, are 20 yards, 20 yards, instead of Tyreek being, you know, 80. Yeah, for sure. Outside the division, like, where would you not want him to go? Baltimore, one that was mentioned. I'll give you kind of a sneaky one. The problem is they only have a first-round pick. They have pick 42. I wouldn't want to see him in the Colts. Huh. Why so? You look at the, I mean, Matt Ryan is has proven that if you have a decent scheme and good talent around him, he can be at a high level. He can still he can still be at a pretty high level. I think if you had him with Jonathan Taylor, especially the way you use Debo Samuel kind of creatively, you use him on some some sweeps, mend arounds. I don't know. That's an offense that because Ryan is good is good at finding the at exploiting the open person the open option that's an offense that I think could actually be pretty scary and they're in a division where they have kind of the the if if they do what they should do against Jacksonville which they've struggled to do be him on the road but if they take care of business beat the teams that they're better than that's a team that could actually push for the number 1 seed yeah Matt it's, Ryan just yeah, doesn't. I know, it, I know do he doesn't it do it. He doesn't anymore. do it for you. That's true. But let's see what happens when he actually has people protecting him. For sure. And uh, and a supporting cast. He's not. He's not capable of putting the team on his shoulders. But we've seen over the years when he's got a good ske- when he's got a, a good scheme slash play caller, and he's got some support around him. He can get you where you need to go. Yeah. I mean, to to your point, Mace. Yeah. Then the Colts would have. Two of the three guys with the most yards for a scrimmage last year. That's scary. I would just like to see Debo outside of the division and with a quarterback that can unleash him. Because like you said, uh, with, with with what he was able to do with Jimmy G, what could he do with a quarterback that's going to unleash him? Who's and the better QB today, Garoppolo or Ryan? Who would you rather have? I mean, to me, it's ac- I'd still rather have Matt Ryan. It's actually tougher than it should be in my mind because Matt Ryan, he's done nothing. And if you're a great quarterback, you got to eventually carry your team at some point in the past four years. They haven't made the playoffs. Look at the they team had a winning record. Yeah. I mean, he's basically, he's basically going through the Valley that Drew Brees went through uh, before he bounced back. He, there was that same moment when the Saints. Remember when the Saints had nothing around mm-hmm. him? And yeah, they seven and nine, seven and nine, seven and nine. What I mean, have, a great, what, a what very good, Ryan cor- a, a very good quarterback they can only take you. Nine. Yeah, look at what's around him. I mean, the team has basically been collapsing over the last few years. Yeah, I just, I think he's okay. I, I, I don't know. I don't want either of them. I'm glad I don't have to think <laughs> about it. Um, Colts I, have I about twenty-two Colts, million in pe- in cap space today as well. Yeah. I would put the Colts pretty. I, they would be on my list of teams I didn't want to see them go, but they would be below Ravens, Bills, Bengals. Oh, Bills. Um, you know, I know the Bills are so easily forgotten up there in the corner of the country. And especially with the Bills at, at running back right now where they don't have that deadly running back. Obviously, Debo wouldn't be their starting running back, 
But, oh, my gosh, they would use him all the time in the run game. Right, because he'd be their best running back. And you also have a great receiver in Stefan Diggs there, so he wouldn't need to be your number one receiver. Yeah. Oh, no. I don't like that. Henry did make a good point in the comments, though, saying um, if the Chiefs didn't want to pay Tyreek, why would they want to pay Debo? And the a reason could be because 26 years old for Debo, yeah. uh, as opposed to Tyreek being going into his 30s, and you would be getting Debo in a four-year deal for his entire prime. Whereas Tyreek, those cup, last couple of years, you might be getting a Tyreek that's not as fast. And if how good is Tyreek if he's not as fast? We don't know yet. There's two yeah. years difference between them, but for those, if you give him a four-year deal, I mean that's that's a huge, I mean huge difference. I mean we see that kind of thing in baseball a lot, where okay. We're gonna go with a guy who's a couple years younger. Maybe he's an he's an auction lower, but he's younger, and so we don't we think he's gonna age better than maybe player A who's better but older. Yeah, I mean, it also in a vacuum, if you gave me D- Debo Samuel or Tyree Kill, I'd also take Debo Samuel because he doesn't have the issues surrounding him. I think that um, Mike McDaniel is probably going into his GM's office and just saying, hey, I just, <laughs> is it possible? Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Could you imagine that? Waddle, Hill, you and have Giuseppe, you, uh, you have Debo. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. They, have over, mean, they have over $19 million in, in cap space. The only, problem, the only problem is that uh, they, ha- they, they don't have a first-round pick mm. right now. Could they, you? They don't. They actually. What, what, gosh, that'd be great for my guy Tua. They're, Tua would be looking great. Yeah, it would be like he's back at Alabama yeah, throwing to Devontae Smith, Jerry Judy. Yeah, yeah. they have. They have a, Williams. They have a similar problem as the Dol- as, as the Dolphins do in terms of. Actually, uh, Williams probably didn't overlap. Yeah, quite the, you know when the Dolphins' right. first pick is, fellas, one oh two. Wow. Mm. What about next year? Do they have a first next year? Um. I believe they do because yeah they didn't trade the, the tra- they they traded everything this year to okay. get the to get Tyree kill. Could you imagine? It was the one. It was the it was the one two and four that this year. Actually, Miami in, part of the deal was Miami got a fourth round pick next year and a sixth rounder next year. But they they have their full complement of early round picks next year. I just know you know Mike McDaniel loves Debo. He's got mm-hmm. he's got to at least knock on the door and say. Yep. Do you think he would have made the deal for Tyree Kill if he would have known Debo Samuel would come available a month later? Yes. I mean, I hope I would hope so. Yes, because there's no one like Tyreek. I don't And know. especially paired with Waddle. I don't know. That, that could be unstoppable. I don't know that he would have. I think if he'd know if he'd had the choice of both of them, he would have gone with the guy that he's worked with. Maybe he just goes for both. <laughs> <laughs> they just have no defensive players anymore because they've traded him all away. You know, it's a, it's a scoring league. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's Mike score. McDaniel's offensive guy. Right, exactly. And Vic Fangio would never make that move. I can put up 35 a game. Yep. Defense has got to give up less <laughs> than that. That get him a lot more primetime games. That's and you for know, sure. Tua can you know play point guard. Yep. Oh, we know he can. He's a superstar. I wouldn't go that far, <laughs> but I do. I like. I liked him before his little resurgence at the end of the season. Like, remember there was that quick little conversation. Would Would you trade for yep. him? Yep. In that world, I would have yep. done it. Yep, I agree. But that would be insane. I would have been. I would have been really happy with the Broncos getting two of this off season. And Russ is like leaps and bounds better than him. So. Broncos came out like we all said. Broncos came out with the best possible quarterback of anyone they could they they could take. Yep. Should we hit our player 
prospect series continue that and we're going to greg dolchich from uh from uh, ucla tight end 6'4 243 pounds according to our draft guys his strengths potential to be a dynamic complete wide tight end by the end of his rookie contract ability to create space as a route runner and break tackles after the catch now his weaknesses inconsistent as a run blocker contested catch skills are also a question and to me guys i'm out on yeah. greg uh at pick 64 even in day three and the reason is he's kind of like a light albert O. and what i mean by that is he's more of a receiver but he's he runs a 40 and six or in four six five remember albert O's a, a four sub four five guy yep. uh he developed as a receiver but he's really a possession receiver uh, as a tight end Broncos don't need that. What they need is an all-around guy. And I like how our draft guy said he could be an all-around receiver by the end of his rookie deal. It's not what the Broncos are looking for. Albert O at that point could be an all-around tight end at that point as well. So this is not a guy that would fit what the Broncos need at the tight end position right now. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to go tight end at this area, um, I like Jelani Woods. He's Mm. just an absolute freak. Like, even more of a freak than Julius Thomas was coming out. Um, I believe he actually has the highest RAS score in the history of tight ends. So Was it a 10? Yes. Uh, perfect 10. We know how Peyton likes the RAS guys. George yes. Peyton. Yes. George, George Peyton, Peyton yeah. likes, likes those guys who, who score high athletically. And, I mean, again, we talk about how these are dependent positions, especially wide receiver, but tight end as a wide receiver is also a dependent position. But that conversation is irrelevant to me now because you have the thing that they depend on. You have the quarterback. So all of the values of tight ends and wide receivers and that sort of thing, which are dependent on the quarterback, are back up. When Trevor Simeon is your quarterback, you question whether you should pay Demarius and Emmanuel at the same time because those are dependent positions and you don't have the thing they depend on. Um, But now you don't have to question it because you have that thing. So their value is exactly what you you want it to be. Um, As for Dolchich, meh. Just doesn't do anything for me. Um, he, he, you know, wasn't necessarily dynamic when I saw him live. Um, like the, you know, like you said, he's Alberto. He's a poor man's Alberto, and that mm. might even be putting it nicely. Yeah, poor man's Alberto without the ability to have the ceiling of what Alberto can be. So it's not even like he can develop into that. So I, I'm out on him. I wish him the best. But if the Broncos go tight end at 64. It's got to be a day one starter because you do have a lot of potential with Albert O there to develop him. And so if you're going, I mean, to me, Trey McBride, if he's there, he's a day one starter over Albert O. Yeah, I think that's that's certainly a possibility. Um, and you also have Tomlinson, who I feel like just needs a nickname for like how big he is. Tomlinson, the tackle. Yeah. Tackle I Tomlinson. Mean, I would say big country, but uh, that was Bryant Reeves back in the day. Yeah, but a lot of these, you know, these names get recycled. Is he from the country? I don't know where this. He looks, it looks like he look, it. He, look, he looks like he would be out on the eastern plains with some land, bailing some hay. Yes, running a, running a farm. Absolutely. Like, I mean, he looks like he would have been perfect with the, he, the 2000 Broncos offensive. He line. should be wearing a Peterbilt hat or something. I mean, like. Yeah. Carhartt. Carhartt yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but the thing with, with Dolchich is he, there's nothing that's particularly dynamic about him. Yeah. And last year he had a little bit of a drop problem, but he literally, literally only dropped one pass in the previous three seasons. 
So I'm willing to kind of give him a pass on that and say, ah, okay, that's, yeah, thank you. That, that, that's an outlier. But I like the ceiling of Jelani Woods a lot better. I'd rather, mm. I would rather, instead of taking Dolchich at 64, if you can get Jelani Woods at pick 96, that's a, that's a real good play, I think. Maybe I'm skewed by our DNVR Madden League. There's like, in that <laughs> world, there's no way Jelani Woods falls to no. the third round. No. Another thing on Dolchich to me is 243. He's not a big tight end. Jelani Woods, he's 6'7", but he's also 269. I mean, yeah. well, and, and, he's and, insane. And, and yeah. Dolchich is, isn't a blocker either. So it, it just doesn't yeah. make sense if you're getting a light Alberto that doesn't block. Yeah. Or, I mean, he's willing blocker, but he's not a good blocker. All right. I think we uh, that's enough on him. <laughs> <laughs> good luck wherever you go. Yes, exactly. What if he goes here? Um, then we'll good luck. See, that's our, the thing. We're we'll having, find a way we to talk ourselves having, into it. Exactly. We're having these discussions now. Inevitably, what happened when they picked that guy's like, well, but this is the reason why he's going to succeed. I just don't yeah. think he yeah. makes, I, I don't think George is going to fall in love yeah. with that. I'll never forget. Um, the Nuggets guys on a draft night did like a, who do you not want? And like multiple of them said Zeke Naji. <laughs> and they picked, <laughs> and they picked Zeke Naji. How about that? <laughs> if yeah. you want someplace good to go, check out our friends over at Light Shade Dispensary. And they've, mm. they're great, but they just opened their biggest and best store yet. It's their Barnum location, one block off 6th and Federal. It's the biggest store ever and they have products that are sold at that are not sold at other stores that are only sold there and guys it is 420 no better time to celebrate than over at light shade dispensary because for the next week they're offering their five best selling products buy one get one for one dollar over at light shade dispensary and they've got something for everyone including ripple which is a fast acting dissolvable and it's clinically proven to hit two times faster than the leading gummy it starts absorbing within 10 minutes literally so hits different can, yes it does mm -hmm. and so you can get a consistent experience every single time so check out ripple check out all the products they have over at light shade dispensary to celebrate 420 news code dnvr whether you're online or in one of their stores to get 25 percent off all non-sale items that's light shade use code dnvr big holiday over at light shade it today. is yes it big. is the day big day for them um okay uh we have any super chats we need to get to here nope. all right no super chats let's jump in to the comments from the listeners i feel like i had something i wanted to say and i just blanked on it well we want to know um i forgot maybe it was something in relation to the comments but i can't see those right now <laughs> So should we hop into the Let's comment do it. section? Let's hop into the comments section. All right. And, of course, to leave your comments, go to thednvr.com. At the top of the screen, there's a podcast tab. Click on that. Click on Broncos Podcast. All of our podcasts will pop up. Click on the top one and then scroll to the bottom of that, and that is where you can leave your comments. And let's get to the people who have done that for this show. I remember what it was. Um, and Henry may either like uh, – he might agree with this take, but he's not going to like it. Uh -oh. I think my official draft crush is Troy Anderson out of Montana State. Mm. Mm. Also scored a perfect 10. He did. On the RAS. Um, the highest rated – tied for the highest rated uh, linebacker ever based on that score. Um, and his whole story is amazing. You know, all – conference at multiple different positions different sides of the ball two-time all-american what about the fact that you'd have two montana state linebackers on your roster if you had singleton them? yeah singleton's a, a bobcat that's what they, they're bobcats right 
Yes, State? yes, Montana State. Oh, I guessed right. And yeah. Chad Muma has been a hot name specifically around here, but also in the draft community. He could go in that second round potentially mm. before the Broncos pick. If that happens and you really like him, Troy Anderson could be that great backup with potentially a higher ceiling. Yep. I'm trying to remember who the other guy that scored a 10 on it was. He was a beast. Um, this year? Or no, past? no, just all time. There's only been two linebackers ever to do it. And it's Troy Anderson and one other guy, but I'm blanking on who that guy Let's was. Let's see if we can find out here. Ray Lewis. Uh, no. <sighs> Gosh, I don't know. All right, We're, uh, I, I've got the, I've got the RAS uh, all time uh, rankings. Lorenzo Carter, and Manny Lawson. Okay, well, maybe I was wrong on that then. <laughs> but I'll tell you, like, yeah, my guy Leo Chanel scored a nine nine nine. Yes. In this yeah. year's class. Pretty good. You know, Pretty he, you know, he good. can get all over the place. Are mm-hmm. you saying? His score? Are you saying don't like no no no? I'm saying absolutely pick Leo. <laughs> out of Wisconsin. Yeah, oh, you're saying nine nine nine. Uh-huh. Um, nine point nine nine in, in ten. We we're really splitting hairs. We though. are splitting hairs. Yeah, so I just, you'd be. I, I think you'd be happy with Anderson. I think you'd be happy with Chanel. Yeah, I yeah. assume those. You know, Anderson goes a little earlier. Maybe yeah. not though. You um, could get Leo Chanel at pick seventy-five. You could, potentially. Um, but yeah, I just had to get that off. That's I. I think he's my like the dream. There we go. I love it. I love it. Him, and Ojabo. Hey, don't break oh. these up. We're gonna we're gonna get into these next week. All right, to all right our guys, all our right. guys. But oh, I like Ojabo too. Yeah. Luke uh, Keekley got ten too. Okay, there we go. Yeah. That sounds more Bear, like Baron Browning. Browning. By the way, Baron Browning and nine nine eight. Wow. Mm-hmm. We know how physically talented uh-huh. he is. Yeah, I mean, it, it, some it doesn't always work out with these crazy athletic guys. But if you just stack a roster full of guys who are scoring insanely high on their RAS, like you're going to have some significant advantages in places. Yes, you mm-hmm. are. You are. Should we jump into the comment section now? Yeah, let's do it. Coming in from uh, Emo Klein says, come on, guys. Believe Peyton did what he did in free agency, so he believes he didn't have any high needs and could draft BPA or at least BPA from RT Edge, tight end, cornerback, linebacker, DL. And that's kind of what you're saying, was he has a lot of options yesterday. And he says, Zach, Ronald Darby has been a starting cornerback for a lot longer than one year. No, what I said yesterday was he's only started a full season once. When mm-hmm. he's played, he's been a starting quarterback, but he's only been a starter for an entire 16-game season, or 17 games if you include last year, once. And what I meant by that was you cannot or you're silly for counting on him to play an entire 17 game schedule this year. You got to have some depth there to replace him when inevitably and I'll touch wood here when he gets hurt. Right. Totally. Next one's from Mark IT snatch. Surely a franchise with the history that San Francisco has must have at least one Hall of Fame snub. Who comes to mind? Recent example, Patrick Willis, although I think he gets in eventually. But uh, I think you go back to the 1980s and a guy who. I believe had the first thousand thousand season, thousand yard rushing, thousand yard receiving, and really kind of revolutionized the receiving back. And that's Roger Craig. Mm. Remember seeing the clips? He had kind of the the high knee pump. Yep, yep. They'd run through people. There was a stretch where he was a dominant running back in that offense. Obviously, didn't hurt having Joe Montana throwing passes. But I'm surprised, given how he really established a template for pass catching backs that came after him, that. He hasn't gotten the due from the Hall of Fame. Now he's in the seniors pool. But I I think if you re- revisit him, revisit kind of his place in the evolution of the running back position, he'd be worthy of being in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Mark I.T. Snatcher always wants to talk about not Broncos, and I just don't have that many takes. <laughs> uh, on, so last time I said Jake Plummer, 
who was a Cardinal turned Bronco. This time I will choose um, DJ Jones, mm, a 49er there turned we Bronco. Go. I love it. Mm -hmm. And I got to say, Patrick Willis reminds me, and of course my brain thinks the same way, Bronco. Reminds me of Al Wilson. Yeah. And I mean, just dominant when they played. And and the issue for both of them, they didn't have that long of a career. Now, Patrick Willis did have a long career and hung it up on his own terms. But both when they played, absolutely dominant inside backers. This one's from Nacho Brad, who says, Fam, I have no questions. I have no concerns. I have nothing but joy and hope. <laughs> Where are my OGs at? Ryan Clayman, Spacebar, <laughs> Andy, fire up your 300 baud modems. Bring up your Netscape browser and let's see how these youngs let's show these youngsters how it's done. I will donate one dime to the Ryan and Zach World Tour Fund for every OG that emerges. LFG, last in relevance but first in your hearts. Nacho Brad, let's go, Nacho Brad. Love hearing from you. I may have to donate a dime now that Nacho Brad's in here. The artist formerly known as Burrito Brad. Yes, exactly. I mean, we gonna, are we if we're gonna be on Netflix? We're gonna use the Lycos search engine. Oh, on Netscape, you mean? Yeah, on Netscape. Yeah, we're gonna. Um, I don't even know what that is. We're gonna bring back MySpace here. I do know what that is. Did MySpace. you have a MySpace, Mace? Way back, yeah. A Way MySpace. back. There we go. My there, was a, there was a my. There was a MySpace. I didn't. Didn't really like it. Didn't. Did really you have a top eight? No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a Friendster account though. Oh, that one. That, that one that didn't, was it came and that. gone before yeah. I. I was on there. Apparently, there there were some pockets of the world where Friendster was big. Yep. Wow. And then I had a, I, I downloaded a lot of music on Napster before that fountain got shut down. <laughs> Top eight. What a terrible idea that was. Seriously. Just way to make just make people make, feel yeah. bad. Yep, yep, yep. And you're always going to make someone bad. Someone and then bad. I remember you could like expand it at one yep, point. You yep. go to like top 24. Yep. You're still going to hurt someone's feelings. Exactly. Number 25 <laughs> feels really bad. Yep. They're like, wow. They couldn't even make it in the top 24. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from Talking Schmidt. Hey, guys. Here's a long one for you. Sorry. I'll keep the rest of them short. I forgot I was able to comment here, but thanks to Zach on today's pod. I'm here now. Let's I'm moving go. out to Denver this summer to intern at a PR company in the downtown area. I've been listening to the podcast for a couple years now, and I love it every day. I'm absolutely going to come to the bar this May and check out check it out as i turned 21 last august i'm super excited i'll stop rambling so here's my two-part question for you gentlemen also definitely come for an app yes can't game. wait which receiver do you think russell wilson is most excited to play with and which receiver hits a thousand yards first i know sutton did it before 2019 um but before in 2019 but i'm saying the first to do it with new superstar quarterback russell wilson LOL cheesy, I know. P.S. I fell to my knees and put my hands in prayer when I found out we <laughs> traded for Russell Wilson. My girlfriend looked at me in awe, and I couldn't hear her talking for a minute at least. My best friend is a Packers fan, so when I found out that Rodgers was going back to Green Bay, he was clowning me until my prayers were answered. Thanks, guys. Go Broncos, and let's ride. Oh, let's ride. Love hearing from you, Talking Schmidt. Okay, who is the receiver Russell Wilson is most excited to play with? Just going to go with the guy he keeps saying first, Tim Patrick. Yeah. It's really hard to disagree with that. He just, uh, for whatever reason, you say wide receiver, he thinks Tim Patrick. There's got to be something behind that. Yeah, I would think so. Now, who's the receiver that has a different skill set than what he's ever played with? Is it Jerry Judy? I would say so, yeah. So uh, that's how I would make the argument for Jerry Judy is, uh, is Russ has never played with a guy like that. Has he ever played with a guy as fast as Keisha Hamler? Lockett, where does Lockett rank not, on that not speed there. scale? I mean, Hamler's speed is special. Yeah. The vertical speed. Now, obviously, there's a lot of other refinements to his game he's got, that he needs to make, and he's got to stay healthy to begin with. But I think once they get some time together, they may he may start thinking, ooh, especially with how I like to go deep. The problem is he, until he shows he can stay healthy, you can't trust him to be out there. It's crazy to think the Broncos have the best deep ball thrower in the NFL. 
Yep. Like KJ Hamler could instantly become a star overnight if he stays healthy because Russell Wilson's the guy who's just going to drop it into the bucket all the way down there. He could instantly become a, a twenty million dollar receiver this year, twenty million plus. Yeah, I mean that would be crazy, but he could catch seven touchdowns like of 50, 50 plus yards. Like it's yeah, it's not out of the question. He in the first seven games he could have six touchdowns. It's it's crazy to say it, but just watch Russ highlights the way that if you yep. beat your man, the way that he can drop that ball in there and KJ should be able to run by guys all day. Yep. That should be the first play of the Russell Wilson era is a deep ball to KJ. Cause how much tape is there of KJ running deep? Now, obviously teams are going to know he's fast, but if you just slide him on the field on that first play, I don't think teams are immediately going to think, Oh, that this is this this is a deep ball to KJ Hamler on the first play with Russ. When do we get to know the schedule? I want to know like what the personnel is out there so I can start planning out this first play. Just a couple of weeks. <sighs> I don't want to. It's week before or, the draft. No, I mean sorry, it's the after draft. the draft. No, it's about right. Looking yep. like May tenth to May twelfth. I thought it was before the draft. That makes me sad. It, it used has to be been they, before, they've, but they've two years it. ago yeah. they switched it to after because they needed to. Keep keep the NFL relevant in <laughs> yeah, all blocks of exactly, time. Exactly, exactly. We, we don't need to talk about schedule before the draft because we've got draft to talk about. Oh, I you love know, we s- actually could talk schedule now because of the draft's not that important, but the NFL has no problem talking draft. That's how I know I'm, you know, just an NFL loving sheep. That I'm just like, yes, give me the schedule right. that I already right. know all the teams. <laughs> yeah, it's but so true. Damn it, I can't wait to find out when those games are. It may be the most stupid thing out there. But we all eat it up. I, I, in, like, it's not like I'm eating it up because I know it creates content. I'm like truly eating it up. Right. I yep. love it. Yep. Me too. <laughs> all right. Let's move on here. Melbourne Bronco says, my boys, I follow a Broncos fan page on Facebook where a question was asked. Who are the most underrated Broncos in history? Love to hear your thoughts. Cheers and let's ride. Maybe you talk about Hall, the ring of fame snubs, right? And say, okay. Like Trevor Price, for example, was a three-time mm, first really team answer. all pro. And I feel like he's been forgotten. I think sat behind him in a Nuggets game once. He was really nice. Yeah, Did you he, see the game? Uh, yes. He sat behind him. Yes. Oh, that's nice. Because he's what, like six five? Yeah, he wasn't too huge. Yeah. Okay. So someone like Trevor Price, you go back kind of further into Broncos history. I mentioned Steve Watson earlier in the show. Mm. Uh, Steve Foley is the all-time leader in interceptions in Broncos history. He hasn't gotten in the Ring of Fame yet. Ed I don't. I don't yeah. understand that. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to think of who else still is in I'm not there. sure Al Wilson is underrated, even though he's not in the ring of fame, and he should be. I thought he got but in But he, he's beloved by the fans. Like, if you say Al Wilson on social media, people perk up in a yeah. way that they don't, for Especially example, with, yeah, with Trevor Price or Steve Watson. Right. If Al Wilson isn't in, it's... It's it's criminal that he's not it's in. It's him or, or Trevor Price, in my opinion. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Now, what about on the team right now? Most underrated player on the team right now. Kareem Jackson. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Josie Jewell. And I'll go new Bronco, DJ Jones. And maybe that's because people don't know him as well, but uh, I think he's going to be very loved here. Now that he has the bag, it, it, it completely changes, though. It's like really yeah, hard for yeah. him to be underrated with it while he's getting paid all that that's much. That's a good point. And kind of on the flip side with Kareem Jackson, he had all that money and was playing well, but now he's making little, in quotes, money. And so he doesn't have to do all that much to live up to it. Yeah, Kareem for me is like, he impacts every game. To me, he impacts the Broncos' defense like a pro bowler. 100%. And he's a guy who the Broncos would just let 
walk around and talk to every team yeah. in the NFL the yeah. last couple of years before bringing <laughs> yeah. him back. Yeah. It's crazy to me because I'm thankful they got him back, but he is such a game changer. The way the way that he just asserts himself inside of a game is so rare to me. Um, and I'm, I'm super thankful he's back, but I feel like he's like he's next to Justin Simmons. I think that hurts him because Justin is just such a fan favorite. But I think he makes sometimes he impacts the game more than Justin. And I think he also makes Justin a better player 100%. as well. Uh, and you have a huge value in him, so making sure Justin's the best he can be is important. What year will this be the, of those two playing next to each other? Four? Yep. Hopefully we don't have to hear about miscommunication issues in the first four weeks again. <laughs> Seriously, I hope not. Roy Donk says, I feel giddy every time I see Russell Wilson in Broncos grab, putting in work at the Broncos facility. I also can't help but notice his three brand. Surely his intention, 100% his intention. It seems like every big NFL star has their own brand these days. I wonder. I was wondering if the NFL resident historian, Andrew Mason, knows the first NFL player, player to create their own brand. Let's ride. I've never given that any thought um i don't know who would have had their own brand i mean did joe montana not, i don't recall any brand okay. they had. john speaking of brands uh from legends uh john elway has obviously steakhouse he's got yeah. sevens mm -hmm. wine he just launched i he think had the, yesterday. the car dealership oh he has the car dealership maybe that was part of one of the the first uh and he just launched his own investment company he is building himself quite the brand which is touching restaurants touching alcohol touching yeah. car dealerships and it's touching investment management i mean he's reaching everywhere he never wore his own gear though that's like the it's funny that 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 specific thing was not something he went into well yeah i mean he doesn't really yeah exactly gear isn't really in his world that's like that's what you think of when you think of brand it's a logo that i don't understand this new thing where every player has to have their own logo Joe yeah. Flacco um, had a logo, remember? Forget Garrett that. Bowles has a logo. Cody Latimer had a logo. Demarcus Walker had a logo. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Living legend, baby. <laughs> this, I don't understand that. Like, I get Russell Wilson having his own brand. I get Tom Brady having his own brand. But you got to be at a certain level. Like, I, I love that in basketball, mm -hmm. if you have a signature shoe, mm -hmm. that means you're, like, the top right. of the top, you right. know? right. That's why Russell Westbrook has one. Look, you have Col like like Graham Mertz, the the quarterback of so. Wisconsin, so. has his own brand. It's been mocked because he was terrible for long stretches of right. Last year. But there is a there is a GrahamMertzShop.com sells Graham Mertz branded merchandise t-shirt. Yeah, I, I mean, get the, secure the bag. Like you know, if you're a college kid, I get it. Um, that's one thing that I feel like college kids should be looking into more with the NIL stuff is mm -hmm. like don't sh like don't you can just create your own things you know now that you can now that you're able to do that like i wonder how much these are selling though uh, i mean well not if you're I, I if you're not this. good not a yeah, lot when, but I, you're great, when, no when I was at a wisconsin nebraska game i can tell you i did not see one person at camp randall stadium in my walkabouts or if they're around the campus wearing any Graham Mertz branded merchandise. What's cool is if you went to a game at CU, you would have seen tons of people wearing like our Nate Landman stuff, Love it. our Philip Lindsay stuff, yep. yeah. all that, all that. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, it is really cool. Where are we going with that? I don't remember. I don't uh, oh, we have another first comment, player though. with a brand. Oh, first player with a brand. Uh, yes. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, I, I can think of golfers with brands back in the day, like. Uh, there oh, was a yeah, Jack ben Nicholas, Hogan, yeah. and there was Ben Hogan, but Walter Hagen. Yeah. yeah, but I can't think of a foot the first football player with a brand. 
We have a super chat coming in. Should we hit that yeah, right we'll now? That real quick. It's coming in from Jordan. He says, first time watching you guys live. Let's go. RK Mason, Zach, thanks for the content. Let's go get Trey McBride, then best offense in the West. Jordan, I love it. And speaking of DNVR athletes, Trey McBride, man, as a Bronco, I'd be all for it. As would I. As would I. Um, from Howler all Broser. a CSU Ram. Yep. Once they're, you know, once they graduate, <laughs> or and, if they sign, or if they become a DNVR athlete. And to be fair, a Colorado native, which yep. I know you can get behind. One hundred percent. Howler Broserve just dropping a comment here to say that I love all that all three of you do. You all bring something different to the table when the show is at its best, and when you, uh, and when all three of you are on. Mace, ignore the haters on YouTube. Everyone in this crew loves your presence. The irony is that if it was just Zach and RK as locals fans. The same people and trolls would be complaining that there's no different perspective on things. Just wanted to say, keep it up, all of y'all. Love you, Howler, bro, Thank sir. you. Appreciate Thank you. it. Uh, Bronco Tiz, why would Debo want out of San Francisco? Maybe he believes that his stats were reliant on Mike McDaniel. Maybe Kyle makes a trade to the East Coast that includes his childhood little brother in Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> Let's see how Debo does with Sam Darnold. Uh, whatever we do, do not overpay. I bet Hamler or Judy could produce similar stats if we just hand off that jet sweep every once in a while and have better play design and QB play. Yeah, you definitely lost me there. Yeah, uh, what would happen if Jerry – and I love Jerry, Judy, and I think KJ Hamler's talent is incredible, but those guys cannot do what Debo Samuel does. They can do other things maybe better than Debo, Debo Samuel. Jerry, Jerry, Judy can run routes better than Debo. Uh, KJ Hamler's speed is better than Debo, but if those guys try to truck defenders like Debo does – they will miss games. Touch, yeah. touch on what? I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, just totally different brands of players. Um, I even saw someone posted like, Mom, can we have Debo Samuel? No, we have Debo Samuel at home, and it was a picture of Jerry Judy. I'm like, that makes no sense. They're not comparable in any way. Very different, <laughs> yes. It's the whole thing of, well, okay, let's, you know, I'm not saying don't get Debo Samuel because you have Jerry Judy. I'm saying don't get Debo Samuel because you're going to have to pay Russell Wilson. And, again, the history of – Highly paid wide receivers individually as a percentage of the cap is not great. Should the Broncos just say, man, we like this Debo idea. We're just not going to be able to afford it. Let's go get LaVisca Chanel. Mm, but then what do you, who are you taking off the field? It's just rotating. Just rotating. Sometimes it's Visca. Sometimes it's KJ. Sometimes it's Jerry. Sometimes it's Tim. Nice buy low option. I'm, I'm not opposed to that yeah it, and i was gonna say if you buy low yep well i think you would now i do think the reason the jags haven't traded him yet is because they don't want to sell low maybe debo can help his trade value you see debo go for a first and also a 30 million dollar contract and the jags say okay now some team will be willing to give up a second because it's less than than debo by a lot but also you're not you're only going to be paying him on his rookie deal still yeah, I mean, second would be – it's hard to get what you spent on a guy. It is. So if you're willing to move on from him, it means not everything went well. You mm -hmm. spent a second on him. The best you can probably get is a third, and I bet you people aren't even offering that right now. Yep, yep. And, I mean, we, we see just how players go for so much less than you think. A keep to lead for a fifth, it's like, what are we doing here? But no. it's just that's how the NFL is with players. If the Broncos wanted to give a third for Visca, I'd be it. 75? Mm, yeah, and you, and he can be your backup running back, just Ooh. in the way that you can use that with D, that way with Debo. Mm, you fill that hole there, and then you also have Mike Boone if you want a more traditional running back. That's interesting. I've been on it. It's interesting. Of course you are. 
Uh, any more? Anything else that we got to get to? I think we hit it all. All right. That sounds great. That is going to wrap it up for us today. This has been great. Thanks for all of your comments. Appreciate you, Zach. Appreciate you, Mace. Appreciate you, Kale. Uh, hit us with a thumbs up on your way out on YouTube, and we will catch you tomorrow on the DNVR Broncos podcast.